0: Going Linux, episode 293, Distro Review. Welcome to the Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy.
1: And I'm your co host,
0: Phil. Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux.
1: We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and its applications and using them to get things done.
0: In today's episode, Distro Review. Hi, Bill.
1: Hello, Larry. How's your week gone?
0: A busy week. Great week. Uh... I, I won't talk about the weather here in Southern California.
1: Yeah, it's been cold here in South Carolina, so yeah, I'm sure it's really the same there in California. Oh too.
0: yeah, it's unseasonable temperatures here. I, I won't say which direction. Yeah, yeah, 70s and 80s. Yeah, yeah, you. Got I it. hate you. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that's enough being said about that. So let's just move on to the show because I have nothing.
0: Yeah, so we're we're going to talk about distributions, which is something we talk about on a regular basis, but uh, what makes this particular episode different, Bill?
1: Well, I had intended to do just a standard review, mm-hmm. but after looking at the progress, I trashed it.
0: <laughs> okay. I,
1: yeah, I just threw it away. I'm going to do a, Going to go in a different direction. Uh, Linux has matured, and most of the changes are improvements and uh, performance tweaks.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've seen that trend as well, and in some cases I'm sure it's because uh, many of the more popular modern Linux distributions are derivatives of Debian and Red Hat, and those particular distributions innovate a little more gradually. In other cases, like with Linux Mint, the development cycle alternates between updating the underlying operating systems to bring them up to speed with the long-term support releases of those underlying systems. And they work on developing the components of the distribution's unique tools and, and other components like the the Mint tools and some of the other things that Linux Mint has. And Ubuntu Mate does that to some degree as well. And many of the other distributions kind of cycle between uh, underlying operating system improvements and the the kind of improvements that are meant to be those improvements around that particular distribution's tools itself. On the other hand, I do think that although recently we've had a bit of a lull in major announcements and major innovations, we're poised for some of those major innovations now in many of the most uh, popular Linux distributions. For example, Linux Mint has recently announced something they're calling X Apps. They're redesigning some of the basic applications used in Linux Mint to modernize them, but still make them uh, completely functional and backward compatible with many of the other uh, applications that have been used to date. And the reason they're doing that is uh, Linux Mint in particular supports... Uh, the Cinnamon desktop and XFCE desktop and the Mate desktop as their official spins of Linux Mint. And they want to make sure that the applications that they use look and behave the same on each of those desktops. And so they're doing a little redesign and little in quotation marks, because I'm sure there's a lot of work goes into it, to make sure they're using the The more modern development tools, the GTK3 tools, they still want to have traditional user interface title bars and menu bars and that sort of thing, so they're not going off the deep end. Uh, But they uh, want to have those applications behave more generically and behave, as I said, the same way, regardless of what distro or what desktop you're using. And they want to make sure that the functionality that the users already enjoy in the applications that they use today isn't lost and that they're they're backward compatible. And they've developed two apps so far, as of the time we're recording this. Uh, One is a text editor, and the other is a music player. And some basic functionality in each of those, as I've seen it so far, Uh, And we'll have a link in the show notes to some of the announcements that uh, they've made. And uh, you'll be able to take a look at their progress so far. But when they release the next release, uh, I understand, of Linux Mint, these particular applications will be part of it. So that's just one example of some of the innovation that's going on that hasn't actually appeared yet. But I I think, Bill, next time we do a distro review, we'll have quite a few more things to say.
1: Well, let's hope so. Well, you know, Linux has a lot of ways to interface your system. Some are better, some are worse. <laughs> My question, does a lightweight desktop like XFCE still have a place? Has the need for lightweight desktop faded away? Take a look at OSX and Windows 10. What are your thoughts on this, man?
0: You know, I... <sighs> I don't think we should be comparing lightweight Linux to OS 10 and Windows 10. Um, I think we should be comparing it with things like Chromebooks and iPads uh, running iOS and, and Microsoft Surface computers instead. If you do that, you might see the real trend. Look at the growing popularity of Chromebooks. You'll see that hardware specs aren't as important as basic computing functionality. Uh, Same thing with the growing popularity of computing on mobile platforms like mobile phones, tablets, and convertible computers like the Surface and Surface Pro. Uh, Lightweight desktops, particularly XFCE and MATE, are definitely a significant part of modern Linux computing. Ubuntu, Mint, and other distributions officially develop and support those lightweight desktops. And I think if you compare them with the mobile computing platform, you'll have a lot more comparison. What do you think, Bill?
1: Well, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, give you an example. I uh, need to find out something, so I just looked it up on my phone. You know, five years ago, I, I would have had to go to the computer. and So, yeah, I, I can see where a lightweight desktop or interface would come in handy but I just think we have such processing and memory uh, available to us now here here's an example Uh, memory required for XFCE the RAM is 256 megabytes for desktop that's the desktop with live CD and 512 megabytes uh, recommended Um, required for the Ubuntu desktop edition Uh 700 megahertz processor uh that's about until uh Celeron or better uh 512 RAM for system memory right i mean this is just a couple quick examples of how Uh, Closer requirements are, we just have this now. I mean, my phone has more memory than that.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, and that's kind of my point. Um, If you just want to do some basic computing, like looking something up on the Internet or you just want to check your email, you can do that on a phone. You can do that on a tablet. You can do that on a lightweight Linux distribution. You can do that on a Chromebook and you really don't need a super fast computer with, with, uh, the, the best, uh, fastest, most modern hardware. You can do that on just about anything that's out there that will connect to the internet. And we have so many different ways of doing that today. Uh, and I think because of that, uh, the Ubuntu, um, Unity interface, which is arguably a a much heavier weight Linux distribution that takes much more computing hardware to run it, uh, much more of the hardware to actually keep it running. You have a longer boot time as a result on a particular computer than you would on a lightweight desktop. People want to get in, get out, and get the job done. And to wait for an older computing uh, operating system of years past, like, uh, you know, Windows Vista or Windows, uh, even Windows 7 to to boot up, um, people just don't want to take that time anymore. And as a result, if you have a lightweight Linux operating system or a lightweight desktop, you can boot a full Linux computer these days, especially if it's got more modern hardware, in about the same amount of time as it takes to boot up a Chromebook, or certainly much faster than you can start your uh, mobile phone from powered completely off to powered on. Have you, have you timed how long it takes a, a mobile phone to get up to speed? You You just don't want to turn it off anymore. <laughs>
1: No, I've no really time. It. it does take a while to for it to boot, but you got to remember now how often do you shut yours off?
0: Whenever it locks up. Recently that's becoming more and more frequently for me. So, I'm I'm suffering that pain right now. Yeah.
1: Well, I haven't had that problem, of course, I'm running the uh an Android system. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, you know, your mileage may vary, but I, I wanted to point out something we have been dis- discussing um you know, lightweight Linux for a while. And I kept making a point that it was probably a mistake to just sell Linux on it being uh, available to work on older machines. Because you even said technology is advancing so fast yeah. that that's really becoming a non-argument. Yes, You know, so Linux needs to be... Uh, be taken for what it offers, not, you know, well, it can do this, because there's not many people that are still running machines that are three or four or five years old because uh, prices have fallen so much and technology's gotten so much better. So, that really is not an argument anymore. So, uh, it seems like they'll be able to jam a lot more functionality in uh, using less and less hardware. That's why I said... That uh, Linux, it was not been you know revolutionary. It's been more of an evolutionary type of growth and, and mature. That's why there hasn't been a lot uh, of news. But what I, what I keep saying is you know selling Linux so that we can run on this old computer. That really is not much of the case anymore. I'm not saying that people don't have it, but that's not the only reason to run Linux.
0: Well, that's true. And a lot of folks will buy a new computer rather than change the operating system. A, because most computers these days come with an operating system. Uh, And if you want something new, you'll go out and buy it. And as you said, the hardware prices have come down tremendously. On the other hand, uh, although the Microsoft operating system the the latest version of it, Windows 10, has become more efficient uh, and can use the lower spec computers, you'll see that even uh, with Windows 10, if your computer is underpowered, if it's got an Atom processor, if it's got uh, a lower-powered even Intel processor, well, I guess uh, Atom is from Intel as well, but I mean, if you have... uh, a more capable processor, but it's underpowered, and you don't have enough RAM, and your hard drive is is a slower hard drive. You'll notice the performance difference between a lower spec modern computer and a uh, higher spec computer, especially if you're doing something that taxes the computing, like producing audio, even or worst case producing video uh, or doing multiple functions at the same time there's an argument to be made that that's kind of specialty computing use. Uh, but, um, you know, that, that goes back to, okay, so you've got a lower an inexpensive computer, whether it's modern or whether it's older, uh, it's got older specs or lower specs. And you want that thing to run reasonably fast. And And although, you know, Windows 10 might be able to run on it reasonably well if you were to get something even slimmer to run on it like linux with a lightweight linux desktop it could run as speedily as something with uh, more capable hardware and you wouldn't have to spend any more on it than your two or three hundred dollars uh or or less you know you can get uh, uh underpowered computers on sale for for much less than that even
1: well i I will uh make a caveat to what i just said linux uh has always used less resources to do the same type of jobs mm-hmm. they seem it seems to be a much you know tighter integration as far as with the hardware so I think you're getting a lot more uh oomph for you know for the same resources that you would give for like windows or OS uh can linux extend the uh The life of a a desktop? Yeah, I've got one right back here that's running Slackware right now that's, uh, you know, three years old and it still runs, you know, brand new. But I guarantee you if I tried to put Windows 10 on it it, or Windows 7, it it would just be uh, dog slow.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you might not even be able to install Windows 10 on it, quite frankly. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, even though Microsoft's operating system is still much heavier, it's getting more efficient um, in its latest release. Uh, on the other hand, Apple's operating system isn't. I think it's getting more and more bloated as time goes on. And they're relying more heavily on the mobile platform to get it out of that particular rut. Uh, I mean, you can you can run OS X on... You know a desktop mac or on a macbook air and if you're running the latest os 10 on a macbook air and compare it with a desktop or even a mac you know the the current macbook pro you'll see a performance difference you can actually feel the difference in that whereas with uh, a lightweight linux desktop if you were to install it on Uh, a a lower spec computer or a super fast, uh, you know, an i5 or an i7, you would notice less of a performance difference with the lightweight Linux desktop.
1: Well, yeah, okay, I can kind of see that because you only, you know, you only can operate through... It's only so fast it can operate <laughs> well yeah so.
0: that's it and unless you're ta- doing some sort of task that uh, really stresses the processor or or uses a lot of ram you're not going to notice a lot of difference between an i5 or an i7 and uh, pentium m for example with a lightweight linux desktop uh but um you you will definitely notice it if you're using it, it if if you're stressing it much more using heavyweight applications or doing some processor or ram intensive computing
1: so i guess what we can kind of take away from this part of the conversation is uh linux uh is, is more than just recycling old computers it is a modern operating system with uh, abilities so you don't need to sell it on just hey it can make your computer last longer uh two there's really no uh substitution for uh processor and, and memory no matter how good the software is you really got to have a decent processor and decent memory to to get the most out of your software.
0: Well, that's right, and you know, even though you know what you said is is true, you still have some real reasons for using Linux or choosing Linux, and a, a lot of it has to do with choice. Uh, and desktop is just one of those choices. You know, whether it's XFCE or LXDE or Mate or or Unity, you can choose whatever you you like and suits the way you use your computer the best
1: yeah and speaking of choice uh, i wanted to bring up a, a few honorable mentions if if it's a good time to bring it up sure um you know i've heard that microsoft is is gonna you know, start forcibly forcibly moving people to windows 10 but windows 10's got some uh, aggravating uh features and even uh OS X has some of these but maybe not quite as uh, draconian. But you only can put off a uh an update for Windows ten for so long until it forces you to do it. Yeah,
0: I've heard that as well.
1: And it, it's and sometimes it's it's annoying. I, I never patch the very first day. You know, I always you know wait a day or two just to make sure there's no you're not introducing any new uh, features or bugs into the software. Mm-hmm. Um, but I give you an example. I mentioned I have a Slackware system back here. Now it's been running uh non stop for just about a year. And I've of course done I've done the the updates on it and stuff. But here's the here's the case. I chose what I wanted to do it. I chose what type of desktop I wanted. I, I've chosen, you know, my update cycle. You know, I, I've I've been able to choose what programs that I want to use. It's not you know, 'cause you now it seems like a lot of the the software companies are now just including what they think that you need. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, to give you example, Some of them did install their browser. I mean you can install the browsers, but you know they want you to stick with Theirs because right. they say this is optimized. Well, you know, in Slackware is one of my favorites. Uh, PC Linux OS is one of my favorites, and even Ubuntu uh, Studio is you know these are my three uh, that I enjoy. I enjoy quite a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, I just like it because I can choose what I want. Uh, if I don't like the desktop that they offer, I can change it. It's not that big of a deal. Um, so that being said, I, I've named the three that, uh, that I, I enjoy that I think they've, you know, uh, done a real good job. So what are your three that you think, uh, that are your favorites and why are they your favorites besides just, you know, you like how they look, whatever I mean, what uh, features do they offer that you like?
0: Yeah. So I really have tried quite a, a number of desktop environments and even Linux distributions and have settled on a few that I like the best. So uh, I used to use um, uh, OpenSUSE quite a bit. And for users who like to switch between desktop environments, I think OpenSUSE probably has the most seamless method of switching so you can install multiple desktop environments on your computer and still switch between them when you want a more rich full user experience you can switch to gnome if you want something much more lightweight you can log out and log back in using uh, xfce or something Lighter weight. Uh, And OpenSUSE does that better than most other Linux distributions. And when I was running OpenSUSE, I actually did that. Now I've switched uh, away from the KDE desktop to the GNOME desktop. And my favorites these days are actually those that are either lighter weight or based on GNOME. So Cinnamon which is which was originally based on Gnome 3. Uh, I think for me personally, my day-to-day use is the Cinnamon desktop. And I like the way it looks. Uh, it has a modern look to it. It has uh, quite a few uh, add-ons that you can use to get some functionality that perhaps doesn 't come out of the box with uh, with cinnamon, but uh, unique little desktop applets or applets that run in the uh, in the panel that allow you to add on some additional functionality uh, and again it's it's about choice there i don't have to have all of the uh, applets that another person would have running uh, or uh, a particular selection of applets that someone has chosen for me. I can just pick the ones that I want to run and run those, and yet still have something that gives me the ability to have desktop effects and and 3D effects and things like that. So that would be number one for me personally. Uh, That may not be the best for a a new user uh, out there. It's certainly one of the ones that I recommend. Uh, The second one that I like, second best, I guess, would be Mate. Mate. And, uh, you know, whether yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Mate running on Linux Mint or Mate running on Ubuntu Mate or Mate running on any other Linux distribution, it has the features that were popularized by GNOME 2. They've been updated so that they are, you know, current and modern and everything else that goes along with that, and yet still has the simple lightweight interface that was popularized in the days of gnome 2 so mate is a desktop environment unto itself it is modern and it is my recommendation for the uh, the new user out there and i use it under certain circumstances as well and i think for third choice if i had to make a third choice it would be a lightweight desktop that i might use for underpowered computers and i have a couple of underpowered computers here where i have the xfce desktop running it is lightweight it's different from cinnamon it's different from mate of course it it works differently it has some unique features unto itself but the best feature of it is that it is extremely lightweight it runs with fewer resources and it uh, doesn't slow down an already slow processor or a computer that can only take uh, under a gigabyte of RAM, as some of the oldest computers that I have do, so uh, it's it's really the the choice for the underpowered computer hardware out there, from from my perspective.
1: Okay, so if you're going to pick one go to distribution, what would it be
0: for me right now? It's Linux Mint Cinnamon uh, okay. for. A brand new user to Linux who is moving over from Windows or OS Ten, I'd say Ubuntu Mate. But for me personally, it's right now Mint Cinnamon. That may change uh, in the future, mm-hmm. but it's been Mint Cinnamon for quite a while.
1: Now, we've been... Uh talking about new users and, you know, we're geared to the new user, but people that have been listening a while who might want something uh, a little more customizable or, or, or want to learn a little bit more, what would you recommend for some, uh, an intermediate uh, Linux distribution that maybe doesn't hold your hand quite as much?
0: Yeah, I think um, for somebody who wants to learn more about Linux in general, uh, I would suggest Moving to Debian or moving to uh, Red Hat, just because those are the foundational Linux distributions out there, the most popular ones, at least. Uh, There are certain others as well, but those are the two that you should learn uh, Linux using those two. And then for your day to day use of Linux, you can stick with those or you can move to a distribution that is based on one of those. If you are Using Linux and want to learn about Linux, and you're thinking about using it in an environment that is more business oriented as opposed to personal computing, I'd look at either Ubuntu um, or OpenSUSE. And I would tend to look at OpenSUSE before Ubuntu, quite frankly, even though Ubuntu is probably more popular, but mainly because of its popularity on the desktop for personal computing. Um, I think OpenSUSE has done a lot of work to support the corporate environment, to support the um, enterprise environment, and continues to work in that area. Although Ubuntu is a very close second, in my opinion, there.
1: Yeah. Okay. And the last question, and I'll tell you what my choices are. Yeah. What about what about the someone is that? just likes to tinker. Who's a hobbyist. It just, you know, they have a spare computer and they really want to get in and to the guts of it. Uh, And, you know, they don't really care if they break it. You know, it's all learning. Uh, What would you recommend?
0: Well, if it's a lightweight computer, use a lightweight distribution with a lightweight desktop. If it's a more powerful computer, try them all. (laughs) You know, there's, there's no risk. Uh, You can have multiple operating systems installed simultaneously and you can try them and as long as your hard drive has enough space you can have them all installed and switch between them and see which one you like and experiment with the differences between them try uh try a Debian-based distribution, try a Red Hat-based distribution, try something that is completely independent of either of those and try that. So try Slackware. If you really, really uh, want to learn Linux from the ground up, try Linux from scratch. Uh, So basically go buy a book. Uh, <laughs> and start from there. But uh, yeah, I uh, for for somebody who really will, likes to tinker and wants to dig into Linux and and get their get their hands dirty, try as many as you can stand and see which see what the differences are, see where the similarities are and that's really the best way to learn. Okay.
1: So, my choices for uh a new user would be either Ubuntu or uh, ubuntu mate okay okay,
0: and when you say Ubuntu you're talking about ubuntu with unity
1: yeah with unity okay I'm sorry mm-hmm. those are the two that I would recommend uh for new users uh the intermediate I would recommend I think we agree uh Debian or red hat mm-hmm. is a, is a good uh, a good intermediate because they are used in a lot of uh uh corporate and you know, even Open OpenSUSE, you can't really go wrong with learning a little bit about Open OpenSUSE too. Right. Now, uh, for the, for the advanced or or, or hobbyists who just wants to get their hand dirty, uh, I would you forgot one that uh, I'll have to save you, or you'll get flamed to death. Um, Arch.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, you got Arch, and which I have had no luck with. I really need to try it again, <laughs> but I, I always do something wrong with Arch or Slackware. <laughs> that's
0: part of the learning process, Bill. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, I guess so. Uh, I would say Arch or Slackware and if you're really crazy, you know, buy the book and do Linux from scratch and that's yeah. definitely more time than I got on my hands. So yeah. those, are the, those are the ones I'd recommend.
0: You, you've given us some ideas as to what your preferences are for new users and for intermediate users and more advanced users, but... And and I know you've told us this in the past, but I'd like your three top personal picks.
1: Oh, three top personal picks. Uh, uh, PC Linux OS, uh, Ubuntu, Mate, mm-hmm. and Slackware.
0: Okay. And why those? Why each of those?
1: Uh, Ubuntu and uh, PC Linux OS, just because they're very... New user-friendly uh, the slackware is because i wanted to learn how to uh, install it step-by-step and do a lot of command you know set up with a lot of command line uh, and you have to actually follow uh, kind of a, a menu and you have to set up right so it's kind of going back a little old school and i just wanted to see if i could do it
0: yeah okay as you're listening to bill and i talk about this Uh, you're probably thinking to yourself, boy, there's, there's a lot of variation between Larry and Bill. And, and that's really the advantage of, of Linux is the fact that you do have choices and the choices are designed so that you can choose a Linux that runs best on the hardware you have, whether that's older hardware or newer hardware, whether that's, uh, uh, PC that came with Linux pre-installed or whether it's a PC that came with Windows or OS 10 pre-installed. There's a Linux distribution out there that fits your hardware. It fits your computing style. It fits your preferences. And there are a lot of choices out there. That may, that may be a little intimidating to people. Uh, and that's why we have our recommendations on the best Linux for a new user. Uh, and you can really Pick whatever you like. Uh, if you're a brand new user to Linux, uh, we would suggest you pick one or the other of those that we've suggested as the the best new user Linux distributions out there. But uh, uh, once you've begun using Linux and have some experience, you'll find that you'll be curious about the other distributions. And I'd really highly recommend that you try them. Uh, and... On the other hand, if you just want something that works, that you don't have to worry about viruses and spyware and all of those other nasty things that come, I was going to say out of the box with Windows. No, they don't come out of the box with Windows, but <laughs> it seems like they do. As soon as you've got Windows installed, you seem to get something. So um, try Linux. Uh, use the the new user uh recommendations we have and if you just want it to run your computer without hassle you may never change from that and that's okay
1: yeah the nice part about linux uh in general is that once you've delved into it you kind of want to learn a little bit more and a little bit more and and believe me uh for the first um year year uh, i was too busy uh changing out distros to, to worry about uh, learning some of the finer points I mean I think the the highest was I changed the distro like five times in a week you know I used to be a super distro hopper until I finally just decided that it was much easier to to customize it and you know that's where these lightweight Desktops come in handy too, 'cause you you're not locked into any just one. I mean, I've I got, I've got XFCE running on Slackware, but I have uh, uh, I have Cinnamon running on Ubuntu. I mean, so you got uh, different things. You could do different things. You're not locked into to just one interface. You know, you've got lightweight, you've got uh, what I call medium weights, and then you've got the 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 heavyweights. You know, the KD with all the whiz bang and You know, cool graphic effects. So you pretty much got your choice of anything you want. It's like a kid in a candy store for me anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we've talked about heavyweight distributions and desktops, and we've talked about lightweight distributions and desktops. But some of the reasons you might want to consider a lightweight Linux desktop or Linux distribution is uh, if you use a computer only for basic computing, you can easily get by with an underpowered Chromebook running the Chrome operating system, which of course is based on Linux. Uh, If you like the Chromebook experience, if you've gone to the store and looked at the Chromebooks and you like what you see or you have a Chromebook, but you really uh, find it a little limiting in its capabilities, because let's face it, it is designed with limited capabilities in mind, but you want to run it on older PC hardware or uh, you want to run it on newer PC hardware, but you want a, the Chromebook experience uh, with a full Linux computer underneath, you can use a Chrome OS lookalike, like CloudReady or Cub Linux, a couple of distributions specifically designed for that purpose. But if you really want the power of a full-featured computer with the ability to install and run full-featured software applications, you should use Linux, full-featured Linux. If you want super responsiveness on new hardware or you have really old hardware with a small hard drive and slow PowerPC or ARM processor, then you'll want a lightweight Linux distribution or a Linux distribution with a lightweight Linux desktop like XFCE, MATE, or LXDE. And it's really a matter of choice. It really is. But don't discount the lightweight Linux distribution simply because of the word lightweight. That just means they don't require as many computing resources to run the computer. Uh, They're still full-featured modern Linux distributions and desktops.
1: We could sit for another three hours and still not exhaust this topic. So I would say let's wrap this one up and what's our next episode
0: our next episode is a listener feedback and we'll have emails and contributions from our listeners and answer questions and read their comments as always so stay tuned for that okay and until then you can go to our website at GoingLinux.com for articles and show notes as well as links to download and subscribe we are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done.
1: And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast Google Plus community.
0: Until next time, thanks for listening. 73.